Welcome back to Rural Queensland today. Heather Ellis of Blue Ring Connections is joining us this morning and the inability to attend local sayards during the COVID-19 pandemic attributed to strong feelings of loneliness and isolation among sailgoers, new research has suggested. There's no two ways. The sayards are a meeting place. They're a social occasion and a place where a lot of people go to obviously watch their cattle be sold but also to catch up and communicate. We know full well when we're in the bush just exa- exactly how isolated you can be. And with COVID, many, many people never saw anybody except their own property for a long period of time. Heather, good morning. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Yeah, thanks, Ben, for having us. Uh, the 2022 Social Value of Sayards Research Report was presented to ALMA, which is the national say- at the National Sayards Expo, pretty uh, strong in, in what it showed that there was a real disconnect between the people and the say yards because of COVID and, and it did create some real issues. Well, look, um, I think one of the highlights of this piece of research, first of all, I'd like to acknowledge the fact that Alma, from an industry body, um, are real trailblazers in terms of thinking about how do we capture this data in terms of looking at rural Australia, there's a place, not only a far yards, this place where there's an economic business transaction and I never want to take away from that, but ultimately a place where people come connect. There's a real legitimacy. You can rock up at a set of sale yards and maybe you don't, you've never been there before. If you're new My whole to life. a community, My whole life. if you're new to a community, you know, there's a really strong connection yep. that you can just rock up and have a yarn with someone and you can learn. So there's so many aspects that came out of this, not only uh, addressing social isolation, and I will talk a little bit more about that, but the powerfulness that happens when we get an opportunity to come together and connect. And what the research showed is that it was very different at sale yards how people chose to interact and behave as opposed to going to the footy, the races and the shows. Often they got into deeper conversations and more meaningful conversations. Whereas they said when they bumped into someone at the produce store, it would be how's the weather. But at the yards, people took time to engage. And I guess that's the really powerful thing. They often talk about stuff that was going well, but also when times were tough, they identified the fact that um, might not get their problem solved, but by sharing it and having a place to come together and connect and having a yarn with your mate was really, really important. And I guess so the flip side, when people don't have an opportunity to do that, and, and it wasn't just during pandemics, it was also natural to times of natural disasters, whether it's drought and flood, um, you know, when people don't get a chance to come together, uh, fires, you know, the, the this opportunity to have sale yards in our pockets in rural and regional remote parts of Queensland is this hub that really helps address social isolation and yep. they're just intrinsically valuable. Sure. And look, this this research was done between um, interviewing 38 men, 15 women across two sayards, Blackall sayards and the Coolambunya sayards. The Burnett Livestock Exchange was used from an observation purpose only and all people who were interviewed ranged from producers, agents, transport operators, community members, social, local government personnel. And so it's a comprehensive report. Can you talk about can I, the can you talk about the loneliness um, and and the isolation and the impact of COVID and what it did for people? Yeah, I just want to jump back there, um, Ben. Just sorry to to um, correct you. This is a national piece of research. So the only two sets of yards, two states that weren't involved, or or um, territories that weren't involved, were uh, were Tasmania and um, the NT. 
um, predominantly they have a small amount of yard. So there were three different forms of methods that we used. There was an online survey that was available nationally that people around the country could use. So we had 152 people, two people participate in that. There were 105 interviews conducted na- uh, around Victoria, New South Wales, Queensland, and did I say New South yep. Australia? Yep. Um, and so, and we had an opportunity to observe six sets of yards. So you're right; it was a comprehensive, quite detailed um, for the first project of its kind to try and capture and draw out that information. So moving back to the um, social isolation and loneliness. Look, people on the land often choose to work uh, on their own and are used to being socially isolated. And, and that's fine, um, and I think that's important, you know, ultimately the people we choose to do that. But we're hardwired for connection. Yeah. It, it, it impacts on our well-being. So it can be the shake of a hand, it can be the pat on the back, it's the smile of someone's face, let alone the conversations that happen. Um, we're hardwired for this. We, When we think about um, good old Maslow's hierarchy of need, you know, food, shelter, and family and so forth, belonging and connection is the third run on the ladder and we need that for our well-being. So when we have this social value, then we have improved well-being, then we have improved productivity, which generally leads to economic outcomes that are stronger for individual businesses, regions and communities. So I guess the highlight when we think about that social isolation because it can move into deep-seated loneliness, and which feeds into depression. And so we need to have hubs and spots where we create this place. And I guess the yards are like no – sale yards are like no other place where this magic happens. Yeah, you're dead right. Um, well done on the Australian Livestock Market Association for wanting to, to actually – have this and have a look at it. Now, the full research and report can be found on their website. What to from there? Now now that you get this, what benefits can they take from this? I guess some of the things we're the, – the hope is that the industry body um, and regions um, use this full report to potentially leverage it on in any way that they find might be benefit. Some of the things might be to influence policy, legislation. Yep. For a lot of the um, – Perhaps people in the community sectors, like some things that we found where, uh, I'll give examples in Queensland because predominantly your audience here is from Queensland, and there are incredible, um, I'm going to say place-based teams that offered uh, mental health support, and it was done in in a very clever way because, you know, you would know this industry, people are pretty proud about their health and well-being, and it's not something often people talk about when we talk about depression. So, um, and leading into that mental health. And so I think what happened there is we saw the RFDS out at Blackhall Sale Yards. Yep. They had, um, they kind of did this wraparound support in terms of how they did things. They had GPs, 50 year GPs, they'd partnered with the university. So there'd be health checks and things. And then in terms of your blood pressure and your sugar, which allowed for wraparound, and there was then there was someone there. Now, it didn't happen at every set of stuff. No, but I get what you're saying. It happened a few times a year. Yeah. And so then people knew, and they actually created like a little, um, it was particularly Health hub, health hub through the Sayards and going yeah. to the Sayards. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. But also in the Brisbane Valley, um, there was a, a fantastic um, person that I interviewed, and they were connected with Lifeline, and he 
talked about uh, they were developing a farmer-to-farmer model in terms of he was a producer and he volunteered with Lifeline for 20 years and he advocated for a particular farmer-to-farmer model. And so they were piloting a farmer-to-farmer model. And then we had another organisation called Spyedo in the Burnett um, and they cover the Burnett Inland. Uh, And so they have a, a worker there who's a drought resilience who's come from ag finance but also has this other skill set. And they were kind of like these referral pathways then. They didn't wear any fancy uniforms. They were de-identified, but they were also people in the industry. And I think there's some real valuable lessons to learn. And I guess when you ask about where to from here, it would be great. This research wasn't primarily focused on mental health and wellbeing, but perhaps out of this is is an opportunity to do some more in-depth work in that space to see what learnings can happen, but also to encourage organisations to apply for funding to have the right people. You don't want the wrong people in these places. The right people can really make a huge world of difference um, if if that's what's required. Yeah. Awesome, Heather. Appreciate your time from Blue Blue Ren Connections. Heather Ellis, thanks so much for being with us this morning. No problems at all. Thanks, Ben.